It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. It is the episode hosted. No, it's the podcast hosted by Spencer, who is me. And I read the words and the definitions and all the things in this book that I feel like reading, and then I'll talk about it. And you get to learn more about the things than just what says it, what it says here. I try to add a little bit more. And then you get to learn about me. This is all about how I process everything in the world. Or when it's done, it will be me. How, how do I process it? How do I view it? What's, what's my lens like? How can I... How can I teach it to you in another way? I don't know. That's what it is. It's my podcast. The first word in this podcast is die out. D-I-E. Second word, O-U-T. Intransitive verb from 1853. And this is sort of tagging on to the end of the previous episode, which was uh, we had two forms of die off. So this one is die out, and it just means to become extinct. Whenever a plant species or animal species or fung- fungi fungi species just becomes extinct, it has died out no more. It's not in the process of dying off. It's gone. No more. Never to come back again. Die out. Uh, the sound effect shall be... Something like, yummy. Sometimes they're not sound effects. Sometimes they're words. Don't worry about it. The next word is diuresis, which is a variation of diuresis spelled with an A near the beginning. D-I-A-E-R-E-S-I-S. And this word here is D-I-E-R-E-S-I-S. You'll notice I did not say an A for that one. Because we're not in the D-I-A section, we're in the D-I-E section. Which, uh, that that's going to go until the next episode. The next word. Yummy yum. Diesel, or diesel, with an S or a Z sound. D-I-E-S-E-L. Noun, from 1894. Number one, this synonym is diesel engine which we will get to soon. It's the engine that uses the diesel gas, the diesel fuel, and uh, sometimes they just shorten the whole engine just to diesel. The number two for diesel is a vehicle driven by a diesel engine. So the car, the vehicle can be called a diesel, and the engine can be called a diesel. And then number three, the synonym is diesel fuel. So the actual fuel can just be shortened down to diesel. Diesel, feasel, weasel, jeezel. The next word. Yum. Diesel, electric. Two words with a hyphen. Adjective from 1914. Whoa, 1914? Diesel, electric. This seems like a hybrid situation. It goes all the way to to, uh, 108 years ago of relating to or employing a diesel engine for driving an electric generator or for chain for charging batteries. So it is a diesel engine which is using diesel fuel 
but it is used for an electric generator. That's why it's diesel electric. Ah, okay. As in the example, a diesel electric locomotive. What sort of electric generator do they have on a locomotive? I don't know my train so good. Also as in diesel electric submarines. So yeah, I guess it's just this uh, this engine that uses diesel fuel to make an electric generator go. Maybe if the power goes out, they, the generator needs to kick in, and it's got to have some diesel fuel in it. Yummy! The next word is diesel engine. Two words, noun from 1894. Oh, I forgot to mention, back in diesel, uh, this is named after Rudolf Diesel. And uh, maybe we'll put a link in the show notes for diesel so you can learn more about it. Um, but uh, yeah, named after Rudolf Diesel. Maybe he invented it, I think, maybe? So diesel engine is from the same year, 1894. An internal combustion engine in which air is compressed to a temperature sufficiently high to ignite fuel injected into the cylinder where the combustion and expansion actuate a piston. So, clearly this is different than a non-diesel engine, whatever whatever sort of regular gasoline is called, petrol, gas. Um, Is it a temperature change? I don't really know the differences between diesel fuel and other fuel. Um, And, and, well, let's read the next one. Maybe this will help, but I don't think it will. Yum. Diesel fuel, two words, noun from 1949. So I guess before 1949, we just called diesel fuel diesel because the word diesel is from 1894. So over 50 years later, they said, ah, maybe we should call it diesel fuel. We're getting confused because diesel can be used for so many things. The engine, the vehicle, the fuel. So what is diesel fuel? It is a heavy mineral oil used as fuel in diesel engines. And it doesn't say anything about why or how this is different from the other fuel. So we'll put a link in the show notes. I'm aware that there are certain things, certain cars and trucks and generators that use diesel specifically. Don't put diesel fuel in your non-diesel vehicle. Just don't do it. It's a bad idea. Uh, yeah, link in the show notes if you want to learn more about what what is this stuff and why is it different. I think I've heard that it's better for the environment. I think, maybe, I don't know. I hope I was hoping I could get to learn something extra here, but I guess not. The next word, yummy. Dieseling, with an I-N-G, noun from circa 1955, the continued operation of an internal combustion engine after the ignition is turned off. Hmm, interesting. Obviously, people who know about diesel vehicles and stuff are aware of this, but I'm not. So after the ignition is turned off in the vehicle, the engine, this diesel engine, keeps on running for a certain period of time, and that's called dieseling. Maybe it just takes some time for it to cool down. Hmm, yeah, and you got to be aware of this if you're going to have one of these vehicles. The next word, yummy. Dieselize, or dieselize, with an I-Z-E at the end, 
transitive verb from 1925, to equip with a diesel engine or with diesel-electric locomotives. Maybe you want to change your car from a regular engine car to a diesel engine car, and so you can dieselize it. Dieselize it. Dieselization is a noun. Treat yourself with the dieselization. The next word. No more diesel words. Diesel. It's a very silly word. If you don't know the word, I just imagine it in my head being spelled like D-E-E-Z-L-E. And it's, I don't know, is it the name of a, of a silly character? Diesel? Weasel? Okay. The next word. Yummy. Dies ira. Uh, no, dies irae. Dies irae. This is two words. The first word is just D-I-E-S with a capital D. And the second word is capital I-R-A-E. Dies irae. Dies irae. Noun from 1860. A medieval Latin hymn on the day of judgment sung in requiem masses. This is Middle Latin, and it means day of wrath. So, ire means wrath, W-R-A-T-H. And this is from the first words of the hymn. So, it starts off, dies ire, and maybe if I can put a, if, if I find some uh, audio of some people singing this medieval Latin hymn, we'll put it in here, and you'll hear them start off with dies ire. Maybe it's, but I don't know how it goes. It's about the day of judgment. I bet you there's more. There's some good information in here. Maybe we'll put a link in the show notes also so you can uh, read the words in English and see what it says. The next word. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Diocese, diocese, D-I-E-S-I-S, noun from circa 1706. The synonym is double dagger. And I don't know, is this a dagger with blades on both sides? Like you hold the hilt and then there's, it's kind of like the Darth Maul uh, lightsaber where there's sharpie things that go off in either direction. Is that what this is? Hmm. The etymology, there's a whole lot more to that than just the definition. So this is probably from Italian, which means sharp in music. Uh, It's also a symbol for a sharp, like in music you have sharps and flats and neutrals. Um, Also from Middle Latin, which means quarter tone. From the Latin, from Greek, dienae which means to send through, which is dia, plus hainai, which means to send, and there's more at the word jet. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Sharp daggers? Music? Jet engines? What is this? Maybe we'll... I don't know if it's music or... Well, actually, I feel like... I don't know. Maybe we'll put a link in the show notes or something in social media, because... Uh, Yeah, I don't know what this diocese is. I do think that maybe they call the sharps daggers. Maybe it's like a slang thing. And then if there's 
two of them. It's a double dagger, which is a diocese. I feel very silly and dumb right now. The next word, yum. Diester, or it's diester. Diester. Noun from 1935. A compound containing two ester groups. And of course, the di prefix means two here. Two ester groups. The next word, yum. Die stock. D-I-E, stock. One word, noun from circa 1859. A stock to hold dyes used for cutting threads. Hmm, I don't know. Let's see, we had dye in the previous episode. We were talking about it's like a mold or a thing that creates a shape. So it could be that. And I think a stock, I guess this is the, maybe it's a vice or something that's going to hold this dye in place while it's being used. I, I can only assume. I think maybe that's what it is. It sounds good to me. The next word. Yum. Diestrous. D-I-E-S-T-R-U-S. Diestrous. Noun from 1942. This is a period of sexual quiescence that intervenes between two periods of estrus. And diestrous, spelled O-U-S, is an adjective. So, yeah, we're using the dia prefix, even though it only is spelled D-I. Dia plus estrus, and dia means through or across. And so this is something that's happening between two periods of estrus. And it's estrus is not a word that gets used particularly often, but I believe that this is the um, when a woman, when a person with a uh, uh, with a uterus and a vagina has uh, her mo- the monthly period. Um, I believe that is the estrus. So between two of them, a period of sexual quiescence that intervenes between. So does that mean that there is no sex happening? Quiescence seems like maybe things are quiet. Not sure. Diestrous. But it's between two periods of estrus. The next word. It's the last word, and we have four forms here in this episode. Yummy, yummy, yummy. It's the word diet. D-I-E-T. Diet. Uh, first form. Noun from the 13th century. 1A. Food and drink regularly provided or consumed. It's the stuff that you consume or provide to other people uh, that's food and drink. It's just whatever you are eating, it's your diet. That's what it is. What is your diet? You can tell me. You can send me an email, message, whatever, voicemail. 1B, habitual nourishment. Habitual nourishment. That phrase is a little confusing to me. Your habitual nourishment, I mean... You probably are nourishing yourself. I mean, okay, maybe this isn't exactly food, but maybe it's something that nourishes your soul and you do it regularly and that's your diet? Hmm. I don't know. I think it might be about food, though. 1C. The kind and amount of food prescribed for a person or animal for a special reason. 
So yeah, maybe this person has, or, or animal, has a sickness, a disease, uh, some sort of condition, and then they are required to have this special kind of diet. Like I know with cats a lot, they, if they have kidney problems, there's maybe special kidney diet foods, uh, limited ingredients, uh, high protein, no grain, things like that. For Maybe for older cats, they have a special diet. Um, so yeah, that's one way that you can use that word. What kind of diet is your animal on? Or human, again, all those same things, but they can be for humans too. 1D, a regimen of eating and drinking sparingly so as to reduce one's weight, as in going on a diet. Typically, this one is about reducing the eating and the drinking. Um, so, you know, we're, we're consuming less calories or less of bad things. Um, but when people say going on a diet, they often mean other things too. Maybe we'll get into them in the second, third, and fourth forms. But yeah, I mean, it could be, there's so many different diets. You could be doing a specific diet. Keto, vegan, Mediterranean, paleo, Atkins, you know, there's there's tons of different diets. Um, you have to find out what's right for you. Everybody's body chemistry is different, but uh, personally for me, it's vegan. And I have heard that the, the diet that tops the charts every year is the Mediterranean diet because it is very limited in the, the meat and the dairy, but it has a lot of the veggies and the other plant things that grow. Um, and so it's just a really good blend. You're going to be the most healthy theoretically from that for your heart, for your weight, all those things. So I do strongly people, I do strongly urge that people go to as close to a Mediterranean or vegan diet as they can. Minimize the meat and the dairy as much as possible. Bring up the 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 uh, the veggies, the plants, the legumes, the beans, the the grains, all those things. Number two, for diet, first form, something provided or experienced repeatedly, as in a diet of Broadway shows and nightclubs, and that is a quote from Frederick Wyatt. Uh, I know I know at least one person who regularly goes to see Broadway shows because they love it and they live nearby, so they do have a diet of Broadway shows. Um, so yeah, this is not about food. This is just about something um, that uh, is repeatedly in your life, whatever it is. Maybe it's a diet of movies. I guess I have that. A diet of, well, my diet consists of reading the dictionary. I have a diet of words. Let's take a quick look at the etymology. This goes down to the Greek dieta. Dieta. It literally means manner of living. What is the manner of living that you have? How do you live? Um, also from dieitaistai. That means to lead one's life. So yeah, it's all about just what's what's your life like? What are the things that you're putting in your body, you're putting in your soul? Your What's the stuff that you consume in various ways? That's your diet. I will say just back on the food thing and when you say going on a diet, um, I, I think, you know, the idea of diet, a temporary diet is okay if you want to like maybe lose a bunch of weight or something. Um, but a lot of people will do a diet and then they'll 
you know, then they'll gain the weight again. I'm just using this as an example. Then the diet, then gain the weight again. So you need to find something for you that is not going to be a temporary diet, but it is going to be your lifelong diet. You need to find something that is going to work for you, with you, for the long haul. Adjust your diet so it's not a temporary diet. It's a lifestyle change. All right, let's move on to the next one. Ooh, that diet is so yummy. Second form of diet. uh, It's a verb. From the 14th century, starting with transitive. One, to cause to take food. And the synonym is feed. So the last one was the noun. And this is where we, we are dieting, feeding, we're eating. Number two. To cause to eat and drink sparingly or according to prescribed rules. That's where you are cutting down on your food, you are dieting, but you're not dieting, you're not feeding as much. Intransitive is to eat sparingly or according to prescribed rules. So the first one is to cause to eat, making something eat and drink sparingly. And then the other one, the intransitive, is to eat sparingly according to prescribed rules. Dieter is a noun. The one who is doing the dieting, going on a diet, that's that. The next word. Yum, yum. Third form of diet, adjective from 1963. One, reduced in calories, as in a diet soft drink. While, yes, they are reduced in calories, they are often filled with other chemical-y things that are so not good for you. So, uh, I would just strongly urge to just not have any soft drinks in general. But yes, a soft drink that has less calories is a diet soft drink. Two, promoting weight loss as by depressing appetite. Um, promoting weight loss. Uh, oh, there's an example. Diet pills. Yep, you take a pill, it's going to tell your body to not be so hungry, and then you're just going to eat less. And uh, hopefully it works, but again, this is this is a thing that maybe is only good for a temporary time, and uh, you need to find something. Once you get to the weight that you like, adjust your diet so you don't have to take diet pills, because again, I don't think they're very good for you. The last word, yummy, 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 yummy tasty food, eat all the food. That's my diet. The fourth form of diet, noun from 1565. One, a formal deliberative assembly of princes or estates. This is completely different from all the other things that we just read. A formal deliberative assembly of princes or estates. So the people are getting together formally and it's called a diet. Hmm. Number two, any of various national or provincial legislatures. This is in the the political world. So why is it called a diet? Because it is from the Middle English diet with an extra E at the end, which means day's journey or day set for a meeting. Back in the day, when they didn't have uh, vehicles and things, maybe it would take a whole day for them to travel from one place to another, and uh, for them to have this meeting, this assembly. So that's that's where the name came from. Um, 
It's also from the Middle Latin dieta, which literally means daily regimen or diet. And that's taken from the Latin dies or dies, which means day. So yeah, that's what the word diet is. It's just literally what what you have. Um, you know, we can even connect it to the first form of diet. We The etymology there said it's manner of living or to lead one's life. But it all comes down to what is going on in the day. What do you have in your day? What do you fill your day with? What do you consume every day? That's your manner of living. I definitely have not heard it used in this political way, which is probably why they put it in the fourth form, because they said, oh, Spencer, he hasn't heard this one. He's less familiar with it. So we're going to put it at the end. Uh, But yeah, I don't think um, it gets used as often as the other ones. So that's why it's number four. Fourth place. Um, But I do, I'm trying to think, I want to know what, what was the context? How did they say this? We're going on a diet. Let's make a diet. And then somehow it changed to food and things. Although the original diet, the first form, is from the 13th century, and the fourth form is from 1565. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. All right, we now have to reread the words so we can pick one as the word of the episode. We had die out, diuresis, diesel, diesel electric, diesel engine, diesel fuel, dieseling, diesels, dieselize, diacera, diacera, diasis, trying to. Di, no, diocese, diocese, diester, diestock, diestrus, diet, 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 diet. I guess, I guess maybe I just have to pick diet as the word of the episode. Um, because, because why? Because um, I think you just need to find a good diet that works for you. And a lot of us have not done that yet. Uh, we just keep it, we, we have a diet but it's making us uh, unhealthy. The whole world, especially in certain countries like the U.S., maybe even Canada, and I think China, and lots of other countries, um, you know, we we are we have this American diet, which is a bunch of just really crappy, cheap food. And I could go on a whole long diatribe about this, to use a recent word. Um, but yeah, basically, the government subsidizes the unhealthy things. Uh, the industries of, of basically meat and dairy, and so those are a lot cheaper, and they don't subsidize the healthier things as much, like fruits and veggies and beans and legumes and all those things. And so the cheap food is the unhealthy food, so we're all getting unhealthy, and medical costs are terrible, and people shouldn't be having so much heart attacks and diabetes and high cholesterol and high blood pressure as young as they are. So yeah, it's just a big problem. And uh, we need to fix the American diet, and we need to get everybody on better diets. Because why, 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 why? I know it tastes good. We could, There's other food that tastes just as good, too, that's healthier for you. And it has less suffering involved. That's my opinion. I just hope you have a good diet. Maybe if you love your diet and you you're gonna and you 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 you're on a track to die in ten years and you don't care, fine. That's fine. But I just want people to be healthy and not have to suffer in any way. Is that so much to ask? I don't think so. Diet, find a good diet, diet, eat the food, do the things. What's your diet like every day? What do you do? Are you going to go meet some princes and princesses and estates? 
That's your diet. That's going to be the end of this episode. Sometimes we get kind of political and, you know, you just have to deal with it. Maybe in the next episode, we won't be so political. There's a lot of sciencey words, so I don't think we will. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye. We are coming back for another season, and we are here to answer the hard-hitting questions like, did Jodorowsky's Dune inspire the modern era of sci-fi? Why did we get two Dune video games from the same company in the same year? What was the real reason Disney dropped the production for Nimona? Is it Kingdom of the Sun or Kingdom in the Sun? Why is Sting so miserable? How many monsters did Godzilla fight? Why do studios in the U.S. think it's okay for them to make Godzilla movies? The Haunted Mansion and the Pirates of the Caribbean ride were supposed to be connected? Is Crimson Peak just a reincarnation of Guillermo del Toro's The Haunted Mansion? Was Willem Dafoe really going to be a villain in Treasure Planet 2? And what, what is, is a Star, Star War? War? This season, we answer all these questions and more in the fourth season of How Did This Not Get Made? Starting June 17th, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.